Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. Better is a moment that is better with you than a million other days away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending us a message on the Podium app. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was great. We had a little house party for just our neighbors and some friends, and it was nice. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So. While we wait for the other ladies, we've sung the hymn, Praise to the Lord, who created us wondrously. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Every part of our body was designed by the Master in a very unique and beautiful way. The design is very unique and extraordinary. Every part of our body works together to form us. And it's funny that last two days, I just imagined how the heart can be beating for 80, 90, 100 years without stopping. Can you imagine the heart working without stopping? Vehicles get bad. They break down once in a while. You have to repair them. Um... Your electronics, if you use them too much, they crash. And you have to give them some rest, you know. But imagine that the heart has never stopped beating. For people that are over 50 years, 60 years, their hearts have been beating for that long a time. And even us that are younger, our heart has been beating for so long. There's no device or application that can last that long. But God is so wonderful that he created us in a very great way. 
a very unique way that we we can live we have life our hearts beats every day every hour every minute every second of every day heart beats and functions well so we can only give God praise for that wonderful thing just think about it how our bodies function how the kids form in the belly how children form in the belly how God makes them appear from nowhere <laughs> they just appear from nowhere and they are a replica a split, splitting image of their parents God is awesome and wonderful and all this creation is perfect we we could we could start exploring all the things he created like the fishes in the sea they are so beautiful you know um people think that okay it's the big bang that caused the beautiful beautiful creation the big bang bang explosion whoa have you ever seen a, a constructive explosion before there's no constructive explosion it is always destructive like if there's an explosion it's always there's no constructive ex explosion there's always something to destroy something would be bad or go wrong when there's an explosion but this explosion created the heavens and the earth and I don't want to go there because I don't I'm not an expert in proving if the Big Bang theory is correct or wrong but why hasn't that explosion happened again and if we if we should say the answer is time and chance who controls time and chance God God that created the universe is not ready to let that explosion happen again to cause another thing to happen I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say but with when we look around and we look to the skies and we see the design of everything that God has made, we can only say that it is someone with expertise, someone with that is smart, that is creative, that made the heavens and the earth. Just like we can see ourselves making things with our own hands, the person that designed the Apple laptop. The Apple laptop cannot did not just come from not from nothing. Someone put thought into it. So also, someone put thought into creating human beings, into creating the trees, designing the different colors of fishes in the ocean, different colors of flowers you see here and there, the birds in the sky, the millions of species of animals. God designed them all. And he is powerful. He sustains them in his own way. Wow. That is... I just elaborated a lot about what I think about creation. I pray that God will help us even as we study his word. Today, before we move forward, I will recap what we did um, last week. But I would like to ask, do you, do you want to say anything about what I just said right now? I mean the creation thing. I know, but definitely good points. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's just so awesome. Yeah, someone is trying to join us, but let's just wait for the person to connect completely.
so before we continue today I will read the summary of last week study and I think it's here a lot of, a lot of things have happened since last week okay so this is the summary the woman of Samaria it was a very interesting study and we all pitched in and God helped us and while I was editing the recording for the last Bible study I listened to all the points that you all made and I got I, I, I got it right so at the point of the Bible study at the time of the Bible study I was listening but I didn't really get what you always were saying but after I listened to all the contributions I got what you guys were saying like I thought about it and I was like whoa this this ladies understood this concept in this way so I'm really excited about that and I'll just share it with you right now um the woman of Samaria was trying to avoid people so she came out under the hot sun a time when people will rarely be outside to fetch water from the well to her surprise Jesus was there the woman was ashamed of her sins and tried to cover it but after an encounter with Jesus she was no longer ashamed and another person made this point after the encounter she left a rope for fetching physical water and she became just like Jesus who had no rope to fetch water yet he gives everlasting water whoa she went into the village and gave everlasting water to both men and women telling them about Jesus she was no longer avoiding people but bold another I think Tamika made this next point the encounter was unexpected she wasn't expecting anyone by the well under that hot sun then I think I said the weather was so hot Jesus was tired and weary from walking in it she unexpectedly met Jesus by the well it was also unexpected because Jesus was a Jew and a man and was not supposed to be talking with her a Samaritan woman yet he did and a life changed forever and we concluded and said may we all encounter Jesus as we go ahead this week in Jesus name amen so that was like the summary of um, the meeting last week and it was really awesome and great and this week we will be um, I hope you all can see my screen we'll be moving forward from there so um, I would read the 30 verses to refresh our memory and then we would read this question here we'll try to answer the questions that come after the passage but before we do someone joined us um, can you say hello hello everyone it's Favor. hi Favor. how are you I'm good thanks for joining thank you yeah so let me quickly recap the the chapter so just listen and I pray God will speak more insights about this passage to our hearts. Amen. When the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard about the greater crowds coming to him than to John to be baptized and to become his disciples, 
though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, but his disciples did. He left Judea and returned to the province of Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way, and around noon as he approached the village of Sychar, he came to a he came he came to Jacob's well. Located on the parcel of ground, Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jesus was tired from the long walk in the hot sun and sat wearily beside the well. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus asked her for a drink. He was alone at the time as his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised that a Jew would ask us this a despised Samaritan for anything, usually they wouldn't even speak to them. And she remarked about this to Jesus. He replied, If you only knew what a wonderful gift God has for you, and who I am, you would ask me for some living water. 11. But you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this is a very deep well. Where would you get this living water? And besides, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? How can you offer better water than this, which he and his son and Catus enjoyed? Jesus replied that people soon became thirsty after drinking this water. But the water I give them, he said, becomes a perpetual spring within them watering them forever with eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me some of that water, then I'll never be thirsty again and won't have to make this long trip out here every day. Go get your husband, Jesus told her. But I'm not married, the woman replied. All too true, Jesus said, for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. But say, tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worship? Jesus replied, the time is coming, ma'am, where we will no longer be concerned about whether to worship the Father here or in Jerusalem. For it is not where we worship that counts, but how we worship. Is our worship spiritual and real? Do we have the Holy Spirit's help? For God is spirit and we must have his help to worship as we should. The Father wants this kind of worship from us. But you Samaritans know so little about him. Worshipping blindly while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes to the world through the Jews. The woman said, Well, at least I know that the Messiah will come, the one they call Christ. And when he does, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples arrived. They were surprised to find him talking to a woman, but none of them asked him why or what they had been discussing. 
Then the woman left her water pot beside the well and went back to the village and told everyone, Come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Can this be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Yeah, so this, I've just read the first 30 verses of John chapter 4, and we discussed it last week. And maybe we could just take a moment to just think about it for the second time before we answer this question. So let's take five minutes off, meditate on the scriptures, and come back to um, discuss about it. I want us to take five minutes off because I found some interesting things and I want to think about them, reflect on them, and write them down. So let's do that for... Um, um, five minutes. Praise God. So five minutes is over and before we go into the questions um, does anyone want to share what you guys received from the Lord or what the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart from this second reading of the passage anybody it might be um reiterating what um we talked about last week but whatever oh. you want to talk about yeah so what i basically got from it from the second time around was okay. just to own your truth mm. the first time around of course it's just like that encounter where you're like you're not expecting it and maybe you're a little, like you're ashamed of your uh whatever you're doing that is a sin you're ashamed of it and you're scared to come to God for comfort but then he meets you where you are um and then the second part is just to own your truth it's okay it's okay to move past it it's okay to sometimes take your truth um that may be just shameful and share it to other people and it may help them out and may help to bring them closer to God so that's the second part yeah you're almost making me cry right now because that's true. You know, many things happen have happened to us in our past, right? We don't have a perfect past, especially because we are human beings. That does not mean we should continue in our sins, but that does not also change the fact that our past might have been bad. And so own your truth, meaning that you should be not be ashamed of what you've done be happy to talk about how god has saved you and move forward from that and to add to that jesus was not surprised by her past he was like all too true you're right 
All too true, you don't have any husband. You've had five husbands. And even the person you're living right with right now is not your husband. And so thank you, Tameka, for that contribution. And no matter what we have been through in the past, you should not be ashamed to share your experience because, as you said, it might bless other people. It might motivate other people to find God and be delivered from that situation. I pray God would open our eyes and help us. Amen. Favor, do you want to share anything with us? Sorry, I'm well, what I got from the passage is that um, God accepted her the way she was. He, in, there was no discrimination nor any type of thing. And she was marveled. To me, I'm like, I marveled that just going to fish water from the well, she, she met God. Like, she met Jesus and had that kind of encounter that so many people are looking for. I mean, to me, it's like it's an unforgettable experience that she had right there. And I'm glad that she was able to spread the word in the village and tell other people about the man that she met that told her things about herself that mm. others didn't know. Amen, amen, amen. So the first thing you said was that there was no discrimination. People, okay, but people will be expecting Jesus not to talk to someone that is that deep into sin, having five husbands, living with a boyfriend, you know? But Jesus did. And that is just one, right? Discrimination against sinners. Jesus did not discriminate against sinners. Two, discrimination against people of other races. Um, She was a Samaritan, and the Jews discriminated against Samaritans. So God, Jesus, came to this earth to cancel discrimination. Do not discriminate. Discriminate people from other genders or poor people. Do not discriminate. And Jesus gave us that example right there. And then you also said, coming to the well, a lot of people wish to have that encounter. And she did not even know, as Timaka said before, it was unexpected and she had that encounter. Um, one thing that came into my mind was that um, you the encounter was unforgettable and that is the kind of encounters we have been studying in this bible study we studied Zacchaeus that met Jesus and from that day on the light of God shone into his life and he would not forget that for the rest of his life I'm sure he did not this woman too I'm sure she did not forget this encounter with Christ someone that told her secrets about her life so we too in our lives if we've not had this encounter before, we should ask for it. And guess what? God wants to give us this encounter. But he just wants to see that we are honest and we really desire to encounter him that way. And guess what? In all these encounters, there, there has not been a middleman or a pastor or someone that connects you to Jesus and introduces you. Um, favor. This is Jesus. Jesus, this is favor. No. God finds a way to reach his people. And so, 
God will find you where you are when you ask for him. Yes, people can introduce you to Jesus. But that might not be the day you encounter Jesus. I don't know whether you get what I'm trying to say. If someone preaches to you, they are introducing you to Jesus. But the encounter that will change your life, nobody would introduce that encounter. Nobody would say, oh, meet Jesus and then encounter Jesus. No. God, Jesus will come to you depending on the state you are in your life, depending on how much you need him and collide with you. And just like a truck would hit a rock, the truck will never be the same again. So also, we will never be the same again when we encounter Jesus. We can be introduced to Jesus by a pastor or by a preacher, but the day you have an encounter where your life will be changed, where the old man that loves sin will be removed from you and crucified to the cross, and the new man, which is Jesus will be giving birth into you. The day you become a new creature, there will not be any introduction. There will not be any middleman. Jesus will collide with you himself. So if we have not had this encounter, our prayer this weekend and this week is, God, unexpectedly encounter me. Let me find you, even as I kneel down to pray by my bedside. Come into my room and fix my life and change my life and help me to become like Jesus, a splitting image of Jesus. Amen. So that is the encounter that the woman had. And that is very interesting because um, most of what you guys said, you just brought, you just said many things that I've written down in my book here. I just want to add some things um, to it. Vastan says, if only you knew the wonderful gift God has given you. And the person talking to you here. So that just makes me understand that God has given us a gift. And that gift is Jesus Christ. It says that if only you knew what a wonderful gift God has for you. And who I am. So he is that wonderful gift that God has for us. And many people have not claimed their gift till today. We started this um, whole series with possessing that gift jesus and we said that will you possess jesus or will you prefer to possess worldly wealth money treasures real estate will you accept this gift or will you prefer the worldly gift so this gift jesus is what we should try to accept try to possess i pray god will help us in jesus name Amen. then the last thing i have on my my note is that um, verse 21 and 24 says that Jesus replied, the time is coming, ma'am, where we will no longer be concerned about whether to worship the Father here or in Jerusalem, for it's not where we worship that counts, but how we worship. This time is now COVID period. We could not go to church. So it's not where you worship that counts, but how you worship. Because God is spirit, right? If he were not spirit, then we would, if he were a physical person like us, that cannot be everywhere at the same time, then we all will go to where he is. So if he's in Jerusalem, we have to take our, our luggages, go to Jerusalem to worship him. But he's spirit. 
is everywhere. He's omnipresent. Omnipresent. So he's everywhere. And it doesn't count where we go to worship him, but how we worship him in spirit and in truth. And we need the Holy Spirit's help to worship him. Amen. Does anybody want to comment about that? Or do you have anything to add? Okay. Um, we have 10 minutes. So let's just try to answer some of these questions. Yeah. So the first question is, what was this woman's lifestyle before she had this encounter with the Lord? I believe we've answered that. Or does anybody want to answer that? Wait, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, she was, I guess what we call it, shacking up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So that was a lifestyle. Like, she's had mm-hmm. several husbands and she was even living with someone that is not her husband. And mm-hmm. it's not something she was proud of, right? Because she came to avoid people. She came under the hot sun to fetch water. I'm sure that she might have had um, lots of um, people looking down on her and judging her, right? Based on her lifestyle. Let's see the answers this book gave. Number one, she was argumentative. So she knew how to argue, right? She saw the life of, the Lord of life, Jesus, and he said, I can give you living water. And she she put on a debate hat. You don't have a rope. How will you get water? Right? So she was argumentative. She didn't she wasn't really ready to learn, but afterwards she learned. Well at least she 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 had she was defensive. She's like, you don't have a rope, I have a rope. I should be the one trying to give you water. And not she not the other way around. The second thing about that this book says is she was tribalistic. So she knew the tribal lines. She knew the the culture or the the ethnic division at that time because she was tribalistic you are a jew why are you talking to me you know and then the book says she was arrogant um me i i I feel more about I, i think she was more of ashamed than arrogant then the second one says she was ignorant of God's gifts, though religious with much head knowledge. Yes. So this is one thing we should avoid. Um, this simply means that you remember how she knows where the Jews worship. She knows all the religious things. She knows where they worship. Samaritans worship in on Mount Gerizim. The Jews worship in Jerusalem. She knows all the rules. She even knew the history of the well. She knew that this well was um, Jacob's well. He gave it to Joseph. She knows all the history of everything. Just like people would know all the Bible stories. 
but they are ignorant of the gift of God and the power of Jesus to rescue them from sin. So we have Christians today that know everything about the Bible. They know all the Bible verses. They know all the Bible stories. But they are still living in sin. The Bible stories and the verses could not save them from sin. Could not give them the power to say no to sin. When temptation comes, they fall. Yet they know all the Bible verses. So that's the kind of woman she was. She knew the religion. She knew the, the worship of the Jews. She knew the Messiah was coming. But those head knowledge could not save her and could not give her um, knowledge about God's gifts. Let's quickly see the third one. It's a, a life of hypocrisy and cover-up. So she was always covering up, um, minimizing her sins and saying that I have no husband, right? So let me just say, how do we come to God? God knows you. God knows everything about you. So when you kneel down to pray to him, why do you cover up? Why do we cover up and say, it's not my fault? Or um, somebody made me do it. When God wants us to come to him with sincerity and honesty, because he actually knows what exactly happened, right? He knows if your past life was your fault or not. So with God, we have to be honest because he actually knows the truth. She came and said she has no husband. Yet she has had five husbands. And she's living with somebody. So whatever it is, whatever um, point we have in our lives, even if we cannot voice it out to anybody outside, let's open up to God exactly how it is. He loves honesty. I'm saying it from my own experience because only... The, the only times I've had my prayers answered are the only times I've been honest to God. And so if we want God to deliver us from one sin or the other, or if we want God to answer our prayers, we need to be honest about it. If you want God to deliver you from, from anger or fornication, you need to be honest and say, God, I it's my fault that I sinned this, I committed this sin. Be as honest as possible and ask God to forgive you and he will encounter you. It has happened to me. My own encounter with God came from honesty. Yes, I am a slave to this sin. It's my fault. Please help me. Help me overcome and give me the power to say no to sin. And God helped me immediately. So I pray that God will help us all in our lives. To be honest with God. Say it exactly how it is. Don't try to cover up. And God will meet us and encounter us. And give us an encounter that we will never forget in life. Even as he did to Zacchaeus and the woman of Samaria. We are um, one minute to the top of the hour and we want to pray now. Does anybody have any last-minute um, contribution? I think you, like, hit it right on the head. Because I was, like, thinking, I was, like, 
the only your last point was very good as far as like being super honest because sometimes Mm -hmm. you find yourself like wanting to sugarcoat it with god because you sugarcoat it with people yeah and it it gets really hard to just get down to the truth the truth thing it always brings stuff back to the truth just being honest and asking god to meet you where you are and to take you to you know the next place that he has destined for you so i really love that point because sometimes it's easy to forget because of course you deal with people on a regular basis you don't want to tell them like all the nitty-gritty and things but you have to be honest and open about it and just wait for him to be open and honest with you so i really love that point yeah thank you so much um favor any last minutes contribution no i think you, you said it all okay yeah so let's just take some minutes to close our eyes and pray that god will help us to be honest with him so that our prayers can be answered so that he can encounter us where we are so that he can meet us and give us these gifts and give us jesus this beautiful gift that he has for us that would change our lives forever. Lord, help us to be honest with you in our daily walk with you when we kneel down to pray, O oh God. Let us say it exactly how it is. Let us admit our faults, O oh God, so that you can save us and give us the power to say no to sin. Help us to be honest about our needs and why we need them, the motives, why we need what we need, so that you can answer our prayers in the perfect way. Help us not to be dishonest with you or cover up like we do with other people because you already know the truth and you already know exactly how it is. So help us to be honest with you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name of prayed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful session that we've had today. Thank you for for the um what we've learned about honesty and about the woman that we met at the well. Thank you, Lord. For this knowledge that you have learned today, we pray, the Almighty, that you help us to be honest in our daily lives mm. in the name of Jesus. Mm. We pray concerning our week, the Lord Almighty, you order our steps in your word. Yes, Lead Lord. Us, bless the work of our hands at mm. school, at work, amongst the family members. Bless us, lead us, guide us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Mm. May all our heart desires be answered in the name of Jesus. Mm. Make a way where there seems to be no way for us, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for answer prayers. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.